Hey, it's Candy. Did you know that I have a quiz to help coaches choose their niche? Yeah, I do. It's super popular and it has been taken more than 20,000 times. This is a fun quiz that takes you about two minutes to do, and it will probably give you way more clarity on choosing your best coaching niche. So now whether you say niche or niche, it's going to work for you. And if you're a coach and you have been stuck in niche indecision, wondering what to do, then you should take my quiz and find out what you learn. You can take the quiz today at coachnichequiz.com. That's coachnichequiz.com. Okay, let's dive into this week's episode. Hey friends, and welcome to episode 22, Your Fail Plan. Okay. Hope you haven't clicked away. Welcome to She Coaches Coaches. I'm your host, Candy Mozart. Oh my god. And I'm going to help you find the clarity, confidence, and courage to become the coach that you were meant to be. If you're a new coach, or if you've always wanted to be a life coach, then I know that most of us are gold stars. We're going to talk all about mindset and strategies and how to because step by step only works when you have the clarity courage, and confidence to take action. Let's get we started. we also want to know that we're making a real, measurable, positive difference in our world. Maybe you've got a touch of the perfectionist about you. Don't worry. You're welcome here, perfectionista. The perfectionist among us might squirm when we hear that word fail. You'll notice that I'm using that word us. Yeah. I'm part of that perfectionist community too. I'm recording this episode on a winter day here in Vancouver. It usually rains like crazy. And at this time of the year, the sunset is between 4.30 and 5 o'clock. Truthfully, it is not my favorite time because I like daylight. But we're doing okay right now. So many people experience seasonal defective disorder. And that's The other way we call it is sad. We get bummed out, and some of us even experience depression because of that lack of sunlight. I haven't yet, but I might buy a full-spectrum light for our little household. What about you? Are you missing the sun too? So let's dive in now and talk about the fail plan. So I'm going to start by telling you what it's not. The first thing, a fail plan is not... It is not your backup plan for what happens if coaching doesn't work. I'm not saying have some other job lined up just in case. I am not suggesting that you are a failure or that you're going to fail in becoming a coach. Not at all. I believe that you can and will get paying clients. That's why I show up here every single week on this podcast for you, because I believe in you. Now, a fail plan is, this is what it is. It's an approach that you're going to use for when something doesn't work out the way you want it to. It's going to happen. So let's be prepared in a way that is helpful, supportive, and realistic. Maybe you set a goal and you don't hit it. Maybe a new client quits partway through their coaching engagement. Maybe you write a blog and no one reads it. Ever. Whatever the fail, big or small, you can use your fail plan for it. 
So a fail plan is made up of four parts. Part number one, we're going to ask ourselves what went well. No matter what the end result is, it can't have been a complete failure. And you get to train your mind so it's not a doomsday machine. And this is what I mean. So say a client quits or their payment is rejected. Our mind might automatically go to one of these all or nothing scenarios. It loves to exaggerate. And your brain might say things to you like, oh, this is never going to work. I'm never going to make it. I don't even know why I bother. Your mind loves to exaggerate. And so it helps to train our brain that our thoughts are optional. And it's not an all or nothing scenario. Not every single thing that happened is bad. So in part one, we decide that something, and it may only be a tiny thing, but something has gone well. And then you find it. You might say things like, hmm, well, that was terrible. But what can I find out that went well? What did I learn? What, what went well here? And on reflection, you might realize that you had the courage to try something new. Or maybe you learned about how you want to run your business. For example, maybe you set a new boundary that all payments are due before the coaching. You'll never make that mistake again and have to chase a past due invoice. Or maybe you've learned that sometimes people quit. It is disappointing. They're missing out on the growth and you know you could have helped them. But truthfully, it's their life and they get to choose. So part one of your fail plan is to find something that went well. Part number two is be willing to feel. Our thoughts are optional and our thoughts fuel our emotions. The easier it is for you when you are understanding that emotion is caused by your thinking. We have a huge range of emotions and we feel them in our body. Some are heavy, tight, some of them are airy and expansive, but they truly are a physical sensation. Most of us, me included, weren't taught or encouraged to feel our emotions. So we're used to numbing them or avoiding them. And we may have even had an unhealthy fear of feeling. We give that feeling power. But when you're willing to feel any emotion, and you know that each emotion is kind of like a wave on the ocean, it comes and goes. Sometimes that wave is a tiny ripple. Other times it feels like a tidal wave, but it does come and go. It never stays forever. You're never happy forever, just like you're never angry forever. The emotion is no reflection on you or on who you are. It is a sensation. Notice too that I said be willing. It's not that you have to feel every emotion or get completely burdened with them. You just need to have the willingness to feel them. And the willingness in and of itself that allowing is powerful. When you're willing to feel any emotion, you're going to find that you have so much more courage and you're going to be able to create just about any result you want because you're going to be willing to go back and try again and again. Part number three of your fail plan is to be kind. 
start by making a deal with yourself. Agree that you're going to have your own back and refuse to beat yourself up. This is a way of demonstrating and deciding to have self-acceptance and to treat yourself as you would a good friend. Give yourself the same compassion and benefit of the doubt that you so easily offer to others. We're often used to being mean and nasty to ourselves. If anyone heard how you speak to yourself in your mind, how would you feel? Would you feel a little embarrassed that you were so nasty to yourself? It's worth noticing. Some people think this is a difficult step. This learning to practice self-acceptance, this learning to be kind to yourself. But in fact, it's a decision. That's it. It's a decision that you make with yourself. And then you practice every day until it becomes a habit. You don't have to be perfect at self-acceptance. You've lived all of these years with who you are. It takes time to create a new habit. And you're never going to be perfect at anything. But you do want to start taking small steps. That's where the big growth is. What do I mean by this? Well, if you decide right now, that's it. I'm going to learn how to accept myself and be kind to me. And you draw that line in the sand. The next time you're eavesdropping on your own thinking and you're noticing you're being kind of judgmental about yourself, all you need to do is simply remind yourself, oh, nothing's gone wrong here. This is just a habit. My brain is used to running this pattern. Oh, I remember now. I'm no longer going to tolerate this being mean to myself. And then you move on. I know it sounds like maybe I've simplified this too much. But truthfully, making that decision and practicing daily, day in, day out, is the only way. Our brain wants us to think it's complicated. Because it doesn't want to expend that energy and create a new habit. It takes energy for our mind to create a new habit. And it just doesn't like that. You don't have to get caught up in this never-ending story loop of judging yourself harshly for judging yourself. Yeah, I just said that. You don't have to get caught up in a story loop of judging yourself harshly because you're judging yourself. When you catch some negative talk, mentally take a step to the side, become the observer in your brain and remind yourself, oh, it's okay. It's just my mind doing what it does. Nothing's gone wrong here. I'm learning a new habit. We don't speak like that anymore to ourselves. And finally, Number four in your fail plan is decide in advance. Decide ahead of time how you're going to think and feel if you don't hit the goal or if you make a mistake. By choosing a few helpful thoughts and feelings that you have deliberately chosen and then write them down so you can refer back to them anytime, you're going to be using the prefrontal cortex of your brain. This is the executive thinking part of your brain. And using this helps you make the best decisions for your long-term self. Choose a very few thoughts, three to five thoughts that you will consciously read and choose the next time there's a mess. Thoughts about yourself or about your business or about your goals or what's possible for you. Decide ahead of time 
it means you're going to create a new standard for how you treat yourself. Here's some examples that you might want to try. So you want to maybe try moving to these emotions. Maybe you want to feel neutral. Maybe you want to feel more compassionate. It's okay if you choose that it's all right to feel disappointed. This was important to you and it didn't go well. You're going to feel disappointed sometimes. Maybe you want to feel determined or maybe you choose to feel calm. So those are some examples of emotions that you might choose for your fail plan when you're deciding in advance. Now, for thoughts. You're the best person to choose the exact thoughts that work for you. But I'm going to give you a few here to get you started and kind of use these to get your own ideas started. Here you go. You could choose to think something like, I can figure this out. Or how about, I am learning a lot. Maybe, you know what? I won't stop until this is done. Try, this is just the beginning. Or, next time, I will, then you fill in the blank. You could even decide, you know what? I'm really proud of myself here. And finally, another one for you to try on for size. No matter what, I'll be okay. So there's a whole bunch of thoughts for you to play with. See which ones apply to you. Customize them so they are just right for your mind. If you want to start with exactly my thoughts, you go right ahead. It's a great place for you to start. Now, before we wrap up, I want to tell you about the Coaches Online Business Academy. It is my free online resource vault. Here's how it works. You sign up for a free account and you get immediate access to a whole bunch of free resources that I've created for you. I created these for new coaches and people who are thinking about becoming a coach. So in the vault, there is a quiz about narrowing down your niche. There's also a five-day video training and a whole bunch of PDF guides and checklists. Like I said, I created everything in there to help new coaches get started. And I'm really happy to be able to offer it to you. It is free. All you need to do is click on the link, sign up, and take advantage of all that stuff I've got in there for you. So that's it for this week, and I hope to talk to you next week. Thanks again for listening today. Please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Also, I would love to hear from you. Did something that I say resonate? What else would you like to learn about? Click the link in the player and leave a comment on the post. This is going to give me great ideas for future episodes so I can help you best. Join me again next week for more coaching, support, and teaching to help you become the confident coach you are meant to be.